Welcome to another episode of Relationshipology with your girl, Lady J, and my co-host, Keith Omar Jackson, is going to be a little late today, but I do have a guest in here with me, and I have another guest on the way, but before we get into that, of course, y'all know what time it is. We got to get those formalities out of the way, so let's roll it. If this is your first time tuning into the show or to JQLM Radio and you would like to share with your family, friends, and followers on all the different ways that they can tune in, be sure to tell them to download the JQLM Radio app on their Apple or Android devices. You can also listen live to JQLM Radio 24-7, 365 via Amazon Alexa, TuneIn app, the Stream of Simple Radio app, and a host of other platforms of which you can find located on our website where you can also listen live at egoentertainmentnet.com. Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share us. We do follow back. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio. You can also connect with Ego Entertainment Network at EgoEntNet, that's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter also. Also, connect with us on LinkedIn at Ego Entertainment Network. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our YouTube channel, Ego TV Network at youtube.com forward slash ego tv network all right so now that we have that out of the way listen i think y'all gonna like this topic for tonight <laughs> so tonight my guest is of course y'all know her from the fat girl chronicles hey, hey. right here on jqlm radio leo rachel is in the building hey y'all what's good people and as you all can see, for those of you who are also, for those of you who are, let me say it this way, for those of you who are being disobedient and not tuning in on air and watching us on social media, if you're not listening simultaneously on air, as you can see, we are back in the studio because COVID is over. It's, and so, well, COVID is not over, but it's died down and winter time is over. So we are back in the building. And my other guest, Trosh, is on his way. Hopefully he'll make it in time. I, um my co-host is supposed to be here a little later he's getting off work a little late today but anyway our title for tonight is but they're your family mm. <laughs> so as you all know uh that that phrase gets thrown around a lot and people use that but they're your family or but that's your sister or but that's your mama but that's your daddy you only got one it's only got one that they throw that around lightly as if to say you are supposed to allow uh blood relatives to behave any kind of way towards you say what they want to say towards you be toxic you know disturb your peace be abusive in whatever shape form or fashion you're supposed to overlook that just because quote unquote their family so tell me what your take is on that <laughs> first of all no because <laughs> i don't care what parts you play in my life or like you're my family but um, the older I've gotten, the more that I've learned that you can choose your family. Like, you don't just cause they're blood, that doesn't make them family. Um, and the older you get, I don't have to allow you to be in my life. If you continue to choose to operate in this way, you operate in that way. And I've already set my boundaries and told you that that's not going to fly with me and you continue to do so. Oh, okay. I'm gonna really enforce that boundary and I'm gonna go ahead and let you live your life. But just because you're my family, that does not mean you get to treat me any kind of way because at the end of the day, you're gonna say, But I'm your sister. Uh, then treat me better. <laughs> 
So I I've I had to learn that that because I have people who are not blood related to me that treat me more like family than mm-hmm. actual family. The thing with family though is, you know, um those who are closest to you usually hurt you the most or do you, you know what I'm saying, do you more wrong than anybody else. So um I think that when it comes to family, we don't take the time to make sure that those relationships are healthy or develop them into mm-hmm. healthy relationships or sit down. So for instance, everybody's talking about, oh, you need to go to couples counseling. You know what I'm saying? You maintain and work on, well, some people maintain and work on their, their relationships. You want, you're talking about you, you don't want to be with somebody that's toxic being in a healthy relationship with, shit with that person. But the same thing should apply to, if not more, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With family. To family. Yep. So I, I don't know too many families who have gone to therapy who will, a lot of people don't like to talk about or address um, issues. It's always what goes on in this house, stays in this house. They want to sweep stuff under the rug. They want to make excuses. Um, another famous thing that family always says, well, you know how so-and-so is. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> That that is the most reckless, and I don't, I can't even find a word to describe it. But that is a way to allow people to never to grow, to never to uh, take accountability for the way that they act or the way that they treat people. You don't get to um, you don't get to just oh well that's how your mama always been. <laughs> Let me tell you something. She ain't finna be that way no more. Cause in a minute I'm gonna cuss her clean out, and then we we gonna see if she's still gonna be my mama then. You, know? you know what? I think that when it comes to stuff like that, I'm the type of person where I will tell you about yourself. If you are one of my elders or my parent, and I've had to do this, I'll have the conversation with you in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. I'll have the conversation with you in a respectful way. And um, our our other guest just walked in. uh, (laughs) Trosh from Between the Lines right here on JQL Radio. And he's also a co-host on The The Fat Fat Girl Girl Chronicles. Chronicles. So he came down here from Chi-Town. But uh, back to what we were saying. Um, Just because you're my parent or an elder or an aunt or a grandparent or whatever... I can still, I should still be able to voice my opinion Mm -hmm. about how you're treating me makes me feel. Yeah. And, um, in a respectful manner, say what I need to say, be stern about it and then disassociate myself because I get to decide how close our relationship is going to be based on how you treat me, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm treating you, um, in a way that you're not reciprocating. So, uh, but they're your family. How you feel about that? Um, you know, I just—I need you to say it again. Like I just walked in <laughs> on like the middle of your sentence, <laughs> and I don't even know where we at. So, so to me, it sounded like you just said a whole bunch of stuff. So we're talking about, but they're the phrase, but they're your family. Um, I, I appreciate all y'all that's tuning in on air. I see y'all. Uh, I guess they feel sorry because I thought they was being disobedient, but <laughs> but um. So the phrase that everybody use, like it's it's an excuse as to why family gets to talk to you some kind of way or treat you any kind of way. Oh, well, that's your family, but that's your mom. Oh, that's how they always been, or that's how they, you know what I'm saying? I don't, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. And to me, that's not family. You're a blood relative. Because if a stranger off the street treats me better than you, um, not just in in uh what they say, but in how they act mm-hmm. and and in thought and all that kind of stuff, then they're more family. They're more like family than, you know what I'm saying? You are just because we're blood related. That don't mean it. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Um, <laughs> if y'all know, well, y'all know me. Um, I, I talk aggressive, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not cool. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's cool, but st- situations do make you, switch up the way you talk sometimes like once you get frustrated with a situation then you find yourself talking disrespectful to somebody but that's that don't make it okay all that all that we family stuff that's yeah we family but i mean i'm still a human being at the same time man i'm still a grown ass individual Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, put some respect on it. <laughs> so, but when it comes to family, though, do you feel like you should have the right to, I won't say disown, but disassociate, like love people from a distance? Oh, absolutely. 100%. 1 million percent. Because I tell you, the main people that people say that you should not do that to is like a mother, a father, a grandparent. Like, you only got one mother, you only got a father. Okay, but, and it's usually people who don't have parents like the ones that you have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have a parent that has been physically or sexually abusive to you, you can't speak on that. If you don't have a parent that has, uh, like, abandoned you, you know what I'm saying, or treat you like trash, whatever, you can't speak on that. And if if God allows you to cross paths with somebody who is more like a mother or like a grandparent takes in, you know, a child and has raised that child or an aunt, you know what I'm saying? Or an adoptive mother or foster mother, whoever that is that person's mama. That's who they're going to, you know what I'm saying? Look at as mama or grandmama or whatever the case may be. And some people can't understand. It. It's like, well, you only got one mother. You need to forgive. You can forgive, but that don't mean I got to keep close relationship with you. If you are, if how you treat me is going to keep hurting me, I'm now participating in my own hurt. True, yeah. but it's it's like people don't even understand. Like you don't even think like that about uh, a mother or something like that, unless the situations that you just listed. Like people don't just uh, automatically think like that about their parents. Right, right. You know I'm saying they they got to do something detrimental to you to make them even consider doing that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's not normal. So like, just accept it. If somebody's saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna just go and cut my OG off or something like that," it's a reason for that. So just, yeah. just respect it. I think, too, that a lot of times people get this idea in their head and society continues to push this narrative that your mother is supreme. You know what I'm saying? Like, society never gives a mother the bad rap like that, you know? Um, a mother can be the most toxic person in somebody's life, but... Oh, but that's your mother. She birthed you. She brought you here. And it's like, no one is. Do you see what she be doing to me? For real though. Like she just knocked my head between the washer and the dryer. And you're gonna tell me, but that's my mama? Mm -hmm. No, nah, I'm good on that. Um, a lot of times, like I've had the conversation with um some friends at the barber shop, and they were just talking about how sometimes the mother is the toxic person, which in turn, is the reason why the father is not present. And it creates a whole downward spiral of a situation based on the mother being toxic. The mother's choices to separate, to divide, to create this, um, this gap between the mother and the father. So mothers are a lot of times the reason for a child acting the way that they're acting. And then when they become an adult and they ready to separate, then, then it's, oh, but I'm your mother. I'm, I'm the person in your life that you should always keep around. No, ma, you the person in my life that's causing all of this pain and anguish and drama. So now I got to let you go. I feel that yep. that's, that's along those lines of, uh, kids not growing up with their fathers and stuff like that. And it's because the mother won't let you won't let them like see the kids and mm -hmm. stuff like that but also relationship wise um father's probably not around and stuff like that but it's a situation that you didn't understand when you was a kid when you become an adult and you start dating and stuff then you be like nah moms you was the problem <laughs> <laughs> you was the problem I see you, why ran my buddy <laughs> you ran buddy off i see what happened yep, now you yep, know what i'm saying yep. like nah that's not the situation with my og so if moms if you watch <laughs> right. talking about you <laughs> because like I, I i have a different dynamic you know I, I a lot of people who know my story you know what i'm saying know what my story is and for me it wasn't just my mother like i i when i my sisters and i we grew up very 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 close like we like you know inseparable but again the parent being the toxic person you know what i'm saying caused that you know that separation and when when you have people that you love dearly and they don't as we were talking about yesterday on Trosha, oh no, Wednesday on Trosha show, when they're not taking uh, accountability for their actions and being responsible for their role in certain things and how you um, shape your kids and, you know, what you pour into them and how you treat them, um, that will cause a person to 
um, not just become broken mentally, but emotionally too. And then they're not able to form healthy relationships with other people. And even when, uh, when you have someone come into your life to fulfill that role as a mother or mother figure or father figure, now it's difficult for you to do that. And I had my father on here a couple years ago and he was talking about, he shared a little bit about his story, um, where he was adopted, you know what I'm saying? And his adoptive mother is who I know as grandma. But he could never really reciprocate the love and care that she gave him because he was so worried about and harping on his biological mother giving him up, you know what I'm saying, and not being there for him. But she went and got the rest of her kids. She developed relationships with the rest of her kids. But I told him, God set you apart and gave you something that they didn't have. Look at what they grew up in and look at what you got. And I had to see, I saw myself in that same light. But because he... He wanted the toxicity, you know what I'm saying? Or just wanted that, that interaction. He couldn't fully accept that. And that's what a lot of parents too. Um, and they don't necessarily have to be parents, but the parents are the ones that people always say, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter. That's your mama. It don't matter. Well, no, it does matter. You know what I'm saying? Because they play a big role in who you become mm -hmm. and how you operate, especially if you don't have people or resources that you know about to help you navigate through that and learn what it means to love somebody from a distance. Cause that's difficult for a lot of people to do. I get that though. As far as uh, your pops is concerned, how you going to go get all the other kids and not me? Like, come on, man. Like I, I feel some type of way forever. I'm but not going to even lie. But even if my situation turned out, I'm better. Like you still chose to mm -hmm. single me out and but not come get me. You went and got, 19 kids <laughs> and you will leave me out but that's a blessing though if you yeah. think about it that's a blessing so here's, would you want to grow up in yeah in, in drug infested uh upbringing and all this other kind of stuff versus uh and now my i will say my grandma is saved and sanctified she's a minister and all that kind of stuff but she gave her all and she fostered 92 boys across her whole entire lifetime but she chose a few a few were chosen to be adopted and he was one of them and she had a husband. They couldn't have kids. So she had a husband and they poured everything into him. And I know what it's like to be to want to feel wanted by your parents and you don't. But I also know what my grandmother and my godmother poured into me. They stepped into that role and that had to be enough. And if it wasn't enough for me, I probably would have ended up like him. With drugs and uh, 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 an addict and everything else. I feel you. Right. But I also think like that comes with experience and you having to be on the outside looking in you know what i'm saying because like cho said you went and got all these other kids but you didn't come back and get me so what made me what looks like the bad c or the one that you did not want and it's just like a basic human emotion to want to be wanted or want to be needed and right. because you aren't giving me that and you aren't showing me what i think my mother should be showing me I feel some type of way because mm -hmm. I feel like if my mother right. had all five of us and left me somewhere in the wilderness and then was like <laughs> all right come on the rest of y'all I'd be like hold on shorty we gotta <laughs> come back come here <laughs> come here let me let me ask you something because <laughs> Somebody be trying to whistle. Right, okay. I can't. That's why I be like, come here. Because <laughs> now I got some questions. Now yeah, I need you to tell me. <laughs> now I need you to tell me what made me the outcast. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then there's always an outcast in every family anyway. You know, but then to be just not contacted or, you know, you got a whole different family and it's our family over here and we're building this family without you. Mm -hmm. I can understand the feelings and then being a man, that's a whole different type of thing. You know, mm -hmm. your mother. Mm -hmm. So I his father died when he was very young. Too. Yeah. So like that's, and that's, that's another factor. All these different mm -hmm. factors played into like who he became and what made him the person that he is. And so I can't, I can't say that I don't understand. Like I fully understand. Like sometimes you go down this path because nobody loved you and then like you said he wanted the toxicity i don't even think it's that the toxicity was his normal so he True. was craving True. what was normal to him mm -hmm. which 
which made him combat, you know, mm -hmm. the love that he was being given. Man, all right, this is getting this is getting deep. So we got <laughs> we're gonna take a break real quick, y'all. But uh stick and stay because when we come back, we're gonna continue the conversation on but they're your family. What do you think? What's your thoughts? Are you or someone you know accomplishing some amazing things in the community or is just an inspiration to many? Apply to be featured on the cover of Ego Magazine, a bi-monthly digital interactive publication under the Ego Entertainment Network brand. Apply to be featured in other sections such as education, business, media and entertainment, community leader, author of the month or artist of the month. Visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com to apply today. Track Island Beat by Arulo. Attention all artists, JQLM Radio would love to support and put your music into rotation. If you would like your music added to the rotation, send your music in MP3 format to jqlmradio at gmail.com and include your song title, artist name, genre, and indicate whether it is the clean or explicit version. Or visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com forward slash jqlm dash radio and complete the form r&b hip-hop gospel and pop genres are accepted then simply share jqlm radio with your family friends and fans so they can tune in and support you too remember jqlm radio supports you as you support us jqlm radio real voices raw entertainment and relevant topics track ambush by cracks at and idea on soundcloud.com slash Pratt's app. Music promoted by freestockmusic.com. Are you in need of a fresh perspective on relationships, wholeness, love, and transformation, or are feeling consumed with hurts from the past and finding it difficult to overcome traumatic events? Well, contact licensed marriage and family therapist, Sharon Mason of Love That Relationship. She can get you back on the road to building a healthy and loving relationship with yourself and others. Love That Relationship. All right, and we are back, and you are tuned into Relationshipology with your girl, Lady J, and Keith Omar Jackson right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network, and we've been talking about, but they're your family. Listen, if y'all just tuned in, it was getting a little deep up in here, so <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how uh, a lot of people tell you, well, you only got one mama, you only have one dad, you know, they're your family, you excuse certain behaviors and you are supposed to go along with it and just let them be because that's how they've always been. And I think one of the most dangerous things that you can do as an individual when it comes to your own emotional and mental health is continue, especially for the African-American community, because we know there's already a stigma um, when it comes to getting therapy or a psychiatrist or something and addressing those issues um, or even mentoring, you know, from kids like preventative measures. Um, there's already a stigma where you're not supposed to be. It's, it's, we look at it as telling your business. Um, I think one of the most dangerous things that you can do in regards to your emotional and mental health is to accept um, being treated badly, is to accept being treated less than an individual, less than a person, to to accept that you are unworthy of love and things of that sort, that leads to a very dangerous, I'll say, place emotionally and mentally. And this is why you have so many kids feeling like there's no way out. Uh, they're committing suicide at a much younger, you know, age and things of that sort. And so I think we have to do better at not just sweeping stuff under the rug. Mm -hmm. And parents need to do a better job of not presenting themselves as a perfect entity, if you will. I, my kids have constantly, I used to get, have one of my kids, uh, their grandparents used to get on me and say, you, you share too much. You tell your kids too much. No, I'm telling them 
exactly what I want them to hear. They need to know the things that I've been through, the things that happened to me. And I do tell them in detail, especially now that they're older, they're old enough to understand. Because when I'm teaching them what not to do, I need them to understand that this is what happens when you do this. And I did this, but this is why I did this. I didn't know any better, or this was a learned behavior, or this is a response or reaction to, to something. So, um, so I think that it is, it is very dangerous for us to continue to allow people to mistreat us, walk all over us, take advantage of us just because you were a cousin, a sister, a brother, by, in the biological sense. Mm -hmm. When I have someone over here who just met me and they don't want anything from me and all they have been doing is loving on me and comforting me and encouraging me and pushing me and being there for me. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people who I consider family. So what do y'all think about that? <laughs> as far as the aspect of as far as the aspect of treating a non-family member more than family? Yeah, would you say that you can that when you encounter someone who embodies everything that family should be, mm -hmm. that you shouldn't feel bad about you know what I'm saying? Uh, taking them on and calling them family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because, I mean, people always saying like the blood is sticking in water or whatever. But, I mean, that's that's in theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Like if you scooping water, you scooping blood. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. But no, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it depends on your actions and how y'all treat each other, how y'all interactions are with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, because like you like we started with family will treat you dirty. A lot of family will treat you dirty. It's a, a whole bunch of situations out here where your family will just act like you a stranger on the street. For real, for real. Ain't strangers on the street to treat you better than your real family. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And let me say this. I think it has a lot to do with, and don't get me wrong, I'm not harping on people's you know, family members, but we're going to call a spade a spade, period. You know, because um, there are some people, some families who get along well, who are, you know what I'm saying, great. Or, but everybody got that one or two people, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in their family. Um, family also has a big thing about they wait until somebody dying or has died, then they want to come together. But that only lasts for so long. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, and I experienced that when I was, when I had the ruptured brain aneurysm. People I hadn't talked to, I had cut off family anyway, like before that, um, for obvious reasons. But when I was dying, everybody showed up. And I'm like, you know, but that was the last time I heard of them. And so, but there were people who had only been in my life for, um, let's say, 18 years or three years or two years that showed up, that was helping with my kids, that, you know what I'm saying, when uh, a message went out about needing help to get um, some of my meds from when I left the hospital, not one biological family member pitched in, not one. So, but then family, biological family, feels some type of way when you don't claim them as family, but you claiming all these other people, oh, that's my sister, that's mm -hmm. my brother, that's my cousin, because... <laughs> They act like it. You know what I'm saying? They act like it. So um, what do y'all say to people, to family members, biological family members who feel some type of way when they want that connection or relationship with you, but they don't want to meet those standards or those expectations? It is. It, it usually be the person who doing the bull that feels some kind of way when you bring in the outside and saying that they family. They feel some kind of way on the inside for a reason. You know why, why I cut you. You know. Mm -hmm. But they want to make all kind of excuses for uh, why they did what they did, and expect you to just accept that. No, I'm good. I'm good. I think sometimes even with the upbringing, like even when people are younger, like they battle it out, and the parents never actually try to intercede and make that relationship or try to make that a healthier relationship. When they are kids and they battling and they always have this sibling rivalry, some parents just let it go on and go on and go on. And then when they become adults, they don't want to have nothing to do with each other. And then they do feel some type of way because you out here calling everybody else brother or sister. And I didn't try to reach out and try to talk to you and try to create a relationship. But you're not allowing me that space. So sometimes it could be the upbringing. Because I know when me and my, my sister, my older sister, when we were younger, 
oh baby we couldn't stand each other <laughs> because you know what i'm saying i was the reason my like i was the kid that my sister my mom was like oh before you go outside you gotta comb her hair you know while my mama at work during the summertime i mean i could have combed it but you know we know what happened when i tried to do it i just went on and cut a whole ponytail off so it wouldn't have to get done so there's that oh <laughs> <laughs> What Danielle Phoenix Lee says is is so common. Hey, Dodie G. Uh, Michelle Jackson says, "Hey y'all, hey Cliff, Cliff, what up, Cliff?" Um, oh, I I I can I can I agree with with what you just said. Also, though, I think to um on the flip side of that, what do y'all think about rekindling or I'll, I'll say restoring relationships? So for me, I'm not one now. Before, depending upon who the person is because you can tell when somebody is just set in their ways they they're not going to change period unless they have an encounter with god you know a, a life altering experience mm -hmm. but i've had people who i have restored to one person actually in my whole entire family who i have restored relationship with um because uh they took accountability for their actions in the situation that caused us to separate in the first place. And I think for me personally, um, and, and a lot of families may, may, uh, this may be the reason why a lot of families don't get along and why people tend to, um, go towards other people who are not biological or family is because when you start speaking your truth and you start unveiling things that aren't no longer under the rug, people start feeling some type of way. But, if you weren't a part of that story or part of that, you know what I'm saying? You got to be mad at yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, or, um, because they don't want to be seen in a, in a certain light or you don't, or you know how sometimes cousins can be thick as thieves, you know what I'm saying? So somebody in the family, I didn't mad at you and now they trying to get everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Hopping on that bandwagon. So what do y'all think about re restoring relationships with, with family members, even if they are still, connected to the family members that you don't associate with i feel like that's that's i feel like that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to at least try um because mm -hmm. right now i've disconnected you know if they're reaching out and i want to try then i'm a, i'm i know for me i will meet you halfway you say i want to try okay i'm gonna too but that at this point in my life, I'm going to just go ahead and let you be if it's to restore this relationship. If I've tried and we still up here tussling like Tom and Jerry, okay, go ahead. I'm good. I'm good. I don't even want to do it. Like, <laughs> I want, I like my peace. So you can go ahead about your business. We ain't got to do this. Love you. I mean, for me, it's, I'm going to have to see some change. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't be that same person that made me cut you off in the first place and still think I'm going to, like, reconnect with that. Mm -hmm. I, I need to see something different in you. I need to see effort in you trying to be different. Something. I, I, I just can't. Um, because there's no sense of trying to restore a relationship with somebody if they are the same that they were before i know um i'll say two people so uh i grew up without my father i knew who he was what he looked like but i didn't know him mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um he he wasn't around he used to from what i remember he would say he was coming you know on his way and then wouldn't show up or out the blue i see him by happenstance every couple years going over grandma's house trying to catch him could never catch him over there you know so um but when he reached out to me i had i had to forgive him though um i had to accept the apology i would never get from my mom and my dad in, in order to move forward i had to accept the apology from that i would never get like from my sisters from people who uh, you know period just to move forward and to be in a better space mentally, emotionally, and continue to grow for myself. Now, at 30 years old, though, I, I think probably eight was the last time I saw my dad um, before I started seeing him like every couple of years by happenstance. I'm 38. 
So at 30, he re found me and reached out to me. It was like, had a, had sat down, had a conversation and I could understand like why he was the way he was. Um, so that allowed me to accept him for who he was and understand that who he was had nothing to do with me. And so because I had already forgiven him, I was able then to say, okay, you know, I'll give you a chance to develop, you know, to have a relationship with me, have a relationship with your grandkids, you know, and see how that goes. Now I'm going off of what I know about you. So I'm not expecting to see change. So I'm not going to be affected either way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when I start to see you be consistent in your change, okay, so you really did get yourself together. But then you started relapsing and going back. Again, I already knew that was going to be, you know, something. But once you start to see changing, then you get comfortable. And then that person, you know, switches back up. But you if you know their struggle or why, you know, what I'm saying they are the way they are, then it's, it should be a little bit easier for you to try to work on that and restore the relationship. And then you have to learn, though, too, when it's time to just take a step back and take your hands off. So I think that's what a lot of people have uh, a problem with when they are trying to restore a relationship because if you are like reaching out to somebody saying hey let's link up or hey let's do this and they say okay but they never show up or they never call back or they never do this then after a while of that you're gonna be like yeah no nah, i'm good like tiffany <laughs> said like yeah nah i'm good because it, it, it ain't going nowhere <laughs> so um what do y'all think well i'll say what tips can y'all give people to determine when they should love people from a distance and how because when you say love people from a distance people some people be like well what does that mean or how do I do that in your own words kind of share what do y'all think that means or how would you tell somebody how to love somebody from a distance I mean you can still love them have love for them but those are not the people you got to talk to consistently those are not the people that you got to always be reaching out to like, hey, let's go to dinner. Nah, <laughs> we ain't got to go to dinner. We ain't got to, we ain't even got to have a conversation. I love you. I wish you the best in life. Peace. Like, <laughs> like that's it. Um, loving people from a distance just simply means like you love them, but you don't have to deal with them. You don't have to interact with them. You don't have to um, actually have an active relationship with that person. It could literally just be, you know, I'm your family. You're my family. That's it. Like, hope nothing treat bad them, happened to you. Right. Yeah. Treat them like the cousins that you don't know that's <laughs> like down south that, you know, everybody got a whole cluster of, of cousins down south that they don't know nothing about. Mm -hmm. Treat them like you treat them. I don't know nothing about them. So am I going to feel some type of way if I don't talk to them? Nope. I'm not going to feel no way if I don't talk to you neither. So love you. Peace. Yeah, I that's that. it. I second that. For real, for real. I think I'm the type of person though too. I, yeah, I love you from a distance, but if you needed something, like if you needed some food or something like that, you hungry and ate them. I, you know, I'm saying, I'll, yeah, just because we have morals and hearts and stuff. Yeah, we're not just gonna like see you laying under a bridge like in the tent and be like, oh yeah, you're my first cousin or something like that. It'd be like, all right, goodbye. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a box of Cheerios. <laughs> See you later. Even, not even like <laughs> stop it. Just throw it out the window on your way driving by. Like, ah! Dang it. You couldn't even give them honey nut. You're not going to give them the regular oh, yeah. ones. Because <laughs> we're decent human beings, then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we probably go to that, that take that next step toward um, seeing them doing well. Yeah. So for people that want to have the conversation uh, of with a family member, a biological family member that will feel like they need to um, disconnect or, you know, sever ties or whatever the case may be. Um, but they have a hard time letting go. What would you say to them? And when is a good time to disconnect? Should they have to explain themselves? Nah, I feel mm -hmm. like if you put me in a certain mood every time I talk to you or see you or whatever, then yeah, I'm going to need to go ahead and distance myself from that. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm if I'm happy and then soon you come around, <laughs> like my whole energy just gotta change just to deal with
Yeah, it, it depends. I don't think it's like a um, cookie cutter thing. I think you just got to judge it off like how much you're going to deal with. Yep. Um, you could say in one thing. Well, I uh, so for those of you who are watching us on social media, um, yeah, we don't know. It was some some technical difficulties, but we back on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, get back on and see us. Uh, for those of you who are watching on my personal page, you know, um, if y'all commented, I'll get back to y'all after the show. But so we are going to take a really quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You are tuned into Relationshipology with your girl Lady J and my co-host Keith Omar. Just let me know; he's probably not going to make it, but that's okay because me, Leo, and Troch is in here having us a good old conversation. Oh, she called me Leo, so <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. I did call it Tiffany in the show. It happens every single time, you every time. But stick and stay, y'all. We be right back. Hey, it's your girl, Lady J, and this is a special public service announcement. The Gallery Event Center of Indianapolis, Indiana is now an official partner. If you are a client of mine and you are in need of a venue to book your next event, then book with the Gallery Event Center today, who offers all-inclusive packages at extremely affordable prices. But wait, there's more. You are able to book custom all-inclusive packages that have been tailored exclusively for Lady J's clients. And yes, that includes the Ego Entertainment Network clients too. Connect with me today at LadyJ.co to receive your promo code and visit the Gallery Event Center located at 5852 East 82nd Street or call 317-534-6399 and visit their website at TheGalleryEventCenter.com. This has been a special public service announcement by Lady J. Love y'all. Deuces. Are you in need of a fresh perspective on relationships, wholeness, love, and transformation, or are feeling consumed with hurts from the past and finding it difficult to overcome traumatic events? Well, contact licensed marriage and family therapist, Sharon Mason of Love That Relationship. She can get you back on the road to building a healthy and loving relationship with yourself and others. Love That Relationship. Right. <laughs> so as y'all can see, I played that commercial twice. Why? Because you need to contact me right now. <laughs> if you have relationship problems with friends and family, you know what I'm saying? Or your spouse, go ahead and connect with uh, Sharon Mason. And she happens to be one of my very good friends. She's awesome at what she does. And she will definitely help y'all out. Okay. Um, so in our final minutes of few minutes of the show. Tell me, what are y'all thoughts about family therapy? I don't think nothing wrong with it. You know, it's just hard to get people to admit that it's an okay thing. You know, a lot of people don't judge it from thinking it's something like negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I heard some some crazy stuff before. That I ain't, I'm not even gonna repeat, but I'm, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you just say? Like, what? Like, it's hard people. It's hard to get people to go to regular individual therapy you know let alone go to uh family therapy because you can't even get people to show up together collectively on time to be there or get on the same accord to be able to do family therapy so i mean i would definitely suggest that if there's something that you could do but you got to know your people (laughs) that's the biggest part one thing, one dynamic that i noticed in my own family is the cousins like the kids of the adults we were able to hash out our problems way better than adults. Like the adults been holding on to stuff that happened when they was kids. Like y'all fifties and y'all, y'all fifties and sixties, what's wrong with you? You know like, why? We fall out, say what we gotta say. We may even get into a fight, but then we loving it on each other. You know what I'm saying? That's how we were when we, we were when we were growing up. Now, as life happened, you know what I'm saying? Things kind of shifted and changed. But I feel like I don't know if it's like that for everybody's family. But I think because the older generation, like our parents, so if you if you in like if you like mid thirties to early forties, um, you eighties, you know, late seventies into the eighties, baby, I feel like y'all parents were got the gist of um the hell that their parents went through, that the baby boomers went through, you know, coming out of 
racism and and some of them grew up on slave plantations and stuff like that so I think that that played a big role in how they were not able to navigate like with conflict resolution and stuff. Mm -hmm. That is a good uh, outlook on that situation. I never even thought about it like that, to be honest. But that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And I think as, like you said, it was the cousins that were able to resolve their stuff. It's because you kids, Mm -hmm. you know, you haven't been jaded by life. You ain't experienced (laughs) nothing. You know, so at that point, you're like, oh, okay, you're still my friend. I still love you. Give me a hug. And you probably did it when it was no adults around yeah, to yeah. interfere in that mm-hmm. um, in that reconciliation of whatever just happened. When adults play in or when they tap into what's happening with kids, they're going to put all their judgment, all of their resentment, <laughs> all of their uh, jadedness and everything mm-hmm. that they've dealt with in life onto that situation mm-hmm. for kids. Just like you see pureness happening and it could be something beautiful and adults would be like uh-uh that's too grown bruh <laughs> this this child is two years old they don't know nothing about what you're talking about relax <laughs> so that's that's the part where kids were able to uh you know resolve their own issues because they didn't have an adult to to bring in all of their life experience into a situation so it made it a lot easier True. i definitely understand the part of our parents having a lot of that previous generation's hurt, anger, pain, stress. So they carried it, you know, and they still had to deal with life. So that wasn't an easy burden to carry. Right. And even some of us are carrying our parents' burdens and we don't even, we don't even know where to begin to break it down because we don't even recognize, like a lot of us don't even recognize it's our parents' burdens that we're carrying mm-hmm. that cause us to be the way that we are. But that takes some time and self-reflection. So yeah, I get think, into yourself. I think though too, when you, when let's just say you are a family and you decide to do family therapy, I think one of the first things that you need to take into account and be mindful of is when you go into therapy, it's not about pointing fingers and saying, well, you did this and you did that. And you made me feel like it's about expressing how you feel about a situation and then also addressing your own stuff, being accountable for how you responded. Cause at the end of the day, you are still responsible for your, for your actions. Mm-hmm. And when you allow people to uh, their actions to change who you are, you know what I'm saying? Or to alter and control um, how you feel, how you think and move, then they now have taken power over you. Mm. And so you are no longer in control of yourself. They are in control of you. Yep. And so I think that's what you need. When you go into therapy, you need to go into it with a mindset of how do we, how do we, um, I'll say, how do we, recognize what the issue is address it and then figure out a strategy on what steps we need to take to get through it and then overcome it instead of acting like the therapist is just just the mediator Mm -hmm. you know doing all of this yeah (laughs) Yeah, and all this neck rolling (laughs) and all of this (laughs) all the finger pointing so uh in the last four minutes tell me what are some pointers that y'all think that people could could use when going in therapy i know because me myself i've been in therapy um by myself um i've i haven't had the opportunity to go into it with anybody else so you definitely gotta want a change to happen like if you if, if you going in therapy just to be able if you going in therapy let's say if you do go to couples therapy you can't go in there just to see if the therapist is going to blame everything on the other person. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to, you got to want, you got to want to like make the change happen. You got to be open to all the insights, all the input, everything. Like you got to want the situation to get better. So basically too, you're saying is they have to be open to to hearing what the therapist has to say about their role in it too. Mm -hmm. And be able to accept that. Oh, what about you, Leo? Um, I've been in therapy by myself for the last two years and I would just say like therapy will break you down. Okay. 
it'll break you down. You'll be in the corner flicking the light switch, <laughs> rocking back and forth because <laughs> therapy then tapped into something that, that you thought that you forgot, you know. So trying to do yeah, and, and trying to do that with family can cause some situations and some rifts and things like that, but you gotta understand that. That's where the healing begins. Like you got to break it all the way down to the bottom. You got to go all the way back to the beginning and then rebuild from there. So you got to be like Tro said, you got to be open to it. You got to want to see that shift happen and change. And you have to understand that nothing happens overnight in regards to change. Mm-hmm. That it's gonna be it's gonna be it's little by little, it's gonna be little by little, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna learn skills that'll help you to be able to move forward in that relationship with your family. But you got to go in with the mindset to understand that it ain't going to happen overnight, but we do want to see this change happen in our family. Mm -hmm. And I think too, when you, when you get to the point where you invite family to attend therapy with you or suggest therapy, and if they say no, you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And but and also not deprive yourself of the therapy that you know you need just because they Won't won't be a part of you. it. Yeah. And I know for me, therapy didn't work until I was able to get past the root of the trauma myself. Because um, there were some things that I had to, um, that I had to, I won't say own, but I had to, Rec- uh, I had to um, acknowledge that it did happen. Mm-hmm. I could have to get out of the denial, you know what I'm saying? The denial phase. And once I was able to do that and, um, and then uh, I was able to address that head on. And let me just say to all family out there, if you parents, if you want a relationship with your kids, you have to meet those, those expectations and those, and those standards. If you want a relationship with your kids, especially if you know what they saying is, is right. And it's not harmful to either of you. If you want this kind of relationship with me, then this is what needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think that you have to get to a point where you are willing, um, willing to change because, up until this point, who you are and what you've been doing ain't been working for you. You know what I'm saying? So, and it it's gonna be painful. I'm telling you that right now. It's not gonna be easy. It's not a it's not a like Tiffany like Tiffany. It's Leo okay. said it's okay. It's, we already know. <laughs> it's not a quick fix, and it's not going to be like a breeze or something. It ain't gonna feel good. I'm telling you that right now. It's gonna be painful. You're gonna be crying, like Tiffany said. You might be <laughs> corner flicking lights. <laughs> and stuff like that but it is necessary Mm -hmm. it's necessary and get with somebody too who has been where you've been because oftentimes we forget too that a lot of therapists are out here being therapists based off theories and what they learned in school and from a book and they have no clue on what it is that you're going through because they haven't experienced it and um as a psychology major myself i have um mentioned to a lot of my professors that um we make sure that alcoholics drug addicts and you know what i'm saying uh even uh pregnant women i said everybody got somebody a sponsor or somebody that can identify with where they what you know what i'm saying what they going through and stuff like that they partner them with people who's already been there why don't we do that for people who have mental health you know what i'm saying issues or situations in life they need to know that's why they're feeling like they're the only one y'all crazy no, I'm just <laughs> you know what i did that's when important. i was crazy let me tell you something <laughs> y'all gonna be out here y'all gonna be out here giving each other ideas <laughs> swinging from bridges but think about how think about how important or how impactful that would have been for my father mm-hmm. if he had met another man whose mother was in his life and she chose maybe another man and her key other kids you know, over him mm-hmm. and he was able to share how he got through that and how yeah. an adoptive mother or another mother he was able to love her imagine how impactful that would have been in his life maybe he would have never became a drug addict in middle school that's true mm-hmm. and has been one his entire life you're on to something think about that you're on to something so <laughs> not with so, that voice. She's on to something. I mean, 
I have to say it that way because not with that look either. She's on to something. So we uh, this has been a good conversation, y'all. We are we are down to the last three minutes. So you want to give your final thoughts? I'll go. Go ahead. I mean, in in everything that we do in life, we have to be aware of what it is that we want in the long run. You want to heal relationships, then you got to tackle them with the idea of, I want this to be better. But you also have to understand not everybody wants better when it comes to relationships or, you know, your family. Mm-hmm. Also, you got to go into a lot of these situations sometimes with an open heart. You might get hurt. You might cry. You might bleed a little bit. But at the end of the day, if it's something that you really want, um, go in it with the open mind, but also go in it with boundaries set for how much and how long you'll be willing to take what's being given to you. That's my thoughts. Okay. Um. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I get a little deep sometimes, you know. Yeah, she read, she read me a couple weeks ago. Now she just thinks she know everything. But- no, I just be I just be tuned in. I be listening. <laughs> Trosh, what um, if if you want to see real change, put legit effort into it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to see a situation get better, like do your part the best way you can do your part. Like for real, don't don't half ass it, whole ass it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how she said That's it. it. <laughs> I don't play around, you know what I'm saying? Don't 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 act like you really putting in that work when you really not putting in that work for real, for real. That's that's it, man. That's all I got. All right, and I'm gonna agree with what both of them said. And my final thoughts is gonna be, you know, stop feeling like you have to live with uh toxicity. Well, I don't care who it is. If they're your biological family, your mama, daddy, cousin, uncle, auntie, brother, sister, whoever, you do not have to accept that just because they are blood. Um, God allows everybody to go through certain things in life for a reason, and none of us are meant to sit on it. So when you encounter other people who have experienced what you've experienced and have overcome that or have ex- or have been that person that wasn't treating people so well and, and they had to change and he allows them to come into your life to be family, then you have to be willing to accept that and make sure that, you know, that's sufficient and enough because again, you can end up like, you know, saying like my dad or other people like that, where you're not, um, you're not cognizant of the fact that holding on is ruining you. So, but their family, y'all stop saying that. Stop saying it. Ain't no but. <laughs> if you That's don't let mind. other, if you don't let other people um, do you any kind of way, treat you any kind of way, you treat people the way you want to be treated, and that's everybody, anybody. They don't get a pass just because they birthed you. That's it. That's all I got. So, uh, thank y'all for tuning in to Relationshipology tonight. Catch us. Uh, we won't be on next Friday because we will be um, gearing up for the her lies his secrets um show in fort wayne with a celebrity all-star cast and make sure y'all tune in this coming thursday at 12 noon right here on jql and radio we're gonna have professor oglesby hey professor oglesby we're gonna have omar gooding (laughs) in here we're gonna have trey ireland we're gonna have prison bay and uh yeah we're gonna have uh, jamal wooler who played biggie Yeah, so make sure that y'all tune in uh, next Thursday and they will all be at the event and we'll be at the after party as well um, with them and make sure y'all tune into the Fat Girl Chronicles every Tuesday night right here on JQL and Radio from 8 to 10 and between the lines on Wednesdays, 6.05 to 7.05 Eastern Standard Time. Also, Also if you're in the Indianapolis area tomorrow, catch BHNWB at Bar 79. (laughs) We about to tear the building down, man. Come on. Come out, man. It's going to be a good show, man. Hope to see y'all there. My bad. Go ahead and plug stuff. Tell everybody real quick where they can follow y'all. Uh, it's Trosh everywhere. Uh, I-T-S-T-R-O-C-H-E. Everywhere on any social media platform. Type that in. I pop up. Um, pretty much the same. You can follow me, Leo Rochelle. That's L-E-O-R-A-C-H-E-L. Um, on Facebook. 
And on Instagram is L-E-O-R-A-C-H-E-L double underscore because people out here still in my name or the letters. <laughs> so I got two underscores. <laughs> double underscore. So, and last but not least, you can follow me. Just go to LadyJ.co. All of my social media links are there. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LadyJ.co or LadyJ Brand on LinkedIn at LadyJ. Uh, and last but not least, I keep telling tropes to do this. If you need a jingle for your brand or a show, uh, intro for your podcast, uh, something written for a movie or whatever, hey, hit him up. I'm telling y'all. He is awesome. Go to istroche.com. That's I-T-S-T-R-O-C-H-E.com. I appreciate that because I definitely be forgetting. All right, y'all. And remember that when you do it together, you either together you either fall or fly. All right. This has been Relationshipology with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we are out. Peace. Two fingers. Lady Jagons. The inspiration for the songs because of you. The inspiration for the songs because of you. The 